This is the LarryInFishers.com podcast. I'm Larry Lannon, continuing my series of podcasts featuring candidates for Fishers City Council. I have David Giffel with me today. He's the incumbent city councilor in the Southwest District. Uh, David, you were selected by a Republican Party caucus in October of 2021 to fill the remainder of the term when David George resigned his council seat at that time. You are now seeking election for the first time in the general election. So, David Giffel, welcome to the podcast. Well, thank you, Larry, for having me. Uh, we've known each other for a long time. I always enjoy your your shows. I usually listen to them when I'm in my car. Well, okay, so I have an audience of one. I'm oh, glad yeah. to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, with me also is Mike Fossil. Mike is a retired teacher from Fisher's Junior High School. His We the People teams have won national championships. So, Mike, good to have you back. Well, thank you for having me. Hi, Mike. And we are going to just I'll start off with a couple of questions here before I turn this over to Mike. You know, you did go out for that caucus vote. And when one goes uh, to a caucus and wants to get any you know, kind of office, in your case, city council, you probably have in mind that you do want to run for that office. So I see, I'm, sometimes I ask people why they run for office. I'm going to turn it back a little bit. Tell me why you ran in the caucus to succeed David George. Well, first of all, uh, if you told me 24 months ago, I would be sitting here in front of you talking about being on the city council. I would have told you you're crazy, you know. Uh, um, I, I I ran for in 28, I mean, excuse me, in uh, 2018, I won the Delaware Township Board. So um, enjoyed that. Debbie taught me, Debbie Driscoll taught me a lot. Um, and, and I, I kind of got my feet wet in the township. And so one day me and my wife were watching a movie and I'm getting ding, 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 you know, on my cell phone and uh, not dare pick it up while I'm watching movies with my <laughs> wife. So afterwards, I picked it up and uh, a lot of my friends were saying, David George res- resigned. David, you'd be real good at this. You'd be real good at this, you know, and I'm like, I don't know. I looked at my wife. I said, is this going to bring me miserable, make me miserable or is it going to, you know, it, it, will I enjoy it? Will it be rewarding? And she goes, hey, buddy, that's your deal. So uh, so I thought about it overnight, prayed to God, and, and I decided, yeah, I, I, I'll give it a shot. And if I like it, yeah, I would run for re-election. And uh, have, I've had a lot of fun doing this, uh, and, uh, and I think I'm good at it. Did you know a lot of the uh, precinct committee people? Because usually that's what gets you into that office in a situation like that. I had uh, relationships with uh, – with several of the um, the precinct committeemen, um, but not all of them. Um, I knew I knew them. There there were not very many because they moved out out of the district. Uh, you know, um, you know. I'm trying to think back, but I I probably knew most of them. I had relationships with them, like Jennifer Kill, for example. Mm-hmm. You know, it was on there, and David George and Steve Arusa. Our, I knew these people, um, but I still had to persuade them. That I'd be the best candidate, you know. So um, fortunately, I mean, I won, and here I am, um, and I've got some great stories in this journey um, as well. So. Well, we may ask you about just a few of them, but I'll turn this over to Mike for now. You know, it's funny when you're appointed. Uh, to me, it's a little bit different than running, 
because when you run, there's some level of research that goes into the position, right? And you kind of go in with your eyes a little bit more open, but you were appointed. So what is what have you learned in these past 23 months uh, about being on the city council that maybe you didn't expect? I would say, um, for me, I didn't realize so many of our decisions are based on zoning and PUDs, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and they're, a P, they're, it's a planned unit development, yeah, so people know. Yeah, planned unit development. So, so um, that took a little work. Um, you know, my first year, and really a first year and a half, I, I, I just I, – I depended on my other counselors to help me out. I mean, they have experience, I, you know, and I – kind of leaned on the mayor a little bit to lead me um so um and but but since then my fo- during that time my main focus and my passion is how we tax people mm-hmm. and how crazy the distribution is back to each unit so that that's what i really studied and um y- you know the counselors had confidence in me and to put me on the finance committee this year and um, I'm learning a lot more even even now about taxing and, and, and government finance. Is that not another world? I mean, <laughs> I, and, and, it, I, and I, I'm sure that I'm going to ask you more about that it, in a moment. Yeah, it's but. very complex. Uh, you, know, you know, I read on social media, people say things, and if they understood, it might be a little di- – they might have a different opinion about it, you know, because I was one of those people at one time. You well, know? I'm going to talk about that later too, but let me bring you to something that you said at a recent uh, city council meeting because the meeting was about ready to adjourn. Anybody have any new business? David Giffel brings up the trash collection. <laughs> and you bring it up because your – I believe the quote was your tracks, uh, trash collection bill went up 40 percent. Is that what I remember? My, my – um well, first of all, I, well, before I pretty get into that, let me yeah. just ask the question. I'll let you get into it more. But uh, the goal of this, this proposal that you put forward, is of course to save people money uh, by giving one company the contract throughout the city. The town tried to do this in 2013, and Pete Peterson spoke up yeah. right, right yeah. away. The mayor yeah. said, "Okay, I've been through this before." It's town manager Pete Peterson. I think the quote from him was. Uh, I had more blowback on that than anything I've ever had. He's been on that council for a long time, going back to the town days. So uh, I do want to hear your views on this. Explain why you made this proposal. Well, um, everybody knows we've had trouble. If you if you were with Ray's, everybody that I know, or a lot, most people that I know, have had service issues. The transition was very poor. Um, now, race was bought by waste management. Waste management. Yeah. Waste management. Um, so, um, you know, before I used to get most of my emails about congestion, but recently it's all been about trash collection. So, you know, I represent the people, and I just felt like it was, I was obligated to, to look into it a little bit deeper. So, you know, I wrote a blog the other day. Um, you know, and I did a survey. I, I like to listen and like to do constituent surveys. So, um, and I and I do that through my email newsletter that I've been writing since since I've been on the council, and I think I've done four or five. Uh, but I did one on trash. Did a survey on trash collection, and it's very interesting. I, my my replies. I had over sixty percent say, yeah, they wanted us to to look at forming a public private contract with with one collection 
one one trash collector. And then I had a lot of I had yet in the maybes it's over eighty percent. The people that are satisfied had re, uh, had Republic, and 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 I asked them what they were paying. And for me, I was you know I went back and compared all my utilities going back five years, and and the two utilities that that are high would be my gas bill, natural gas bill, and trash. And you know at once my neighborhood doesn't have an HOA contract, so everybody's different. And uh, I was paying somewhere around $55, and now I'm paying $100 a quarter. So that's quite a big increase. Um, um, so so that, that's one of the main reasons I decided to bring it up because, I, I, you know, I have faith in the mayor. He, he bought the sewer district, and anybody that knows the, the financing behind that knows that we were collecting a million and a half dollars plus that we can apply toward the event center from from the sewer. We we could have cut your rate. It would cut everybody's rate four or five dollars, you know. And and uh, so I just feel like we should investigate it, and that's what I asked for. As far as uh, you know, Pete saying things change. You know, everything changes and ends. And what Ray's used to have a grandfather rate. So when my HOA tried to tried to do a negotiated rate. We needed 80% of all the homeowners to go along with it. But we had people in there paying $9 a quarter when I was paying 40-something dollars a quarter back then. And, you know, today you ask the same person, what are you paying today? He goes, man, now I'm paying $67 a quarter, you know. And I said, well, that's still $30 less than me, you know. And, uh, you know, I pulled a four-year request from Carmel to look at their contract. They got two more years, and they're paying like $350, $14 a month, which is $40 a quarter. And here I'm, a, I'm over here um, paying $100, and it, it's a way to save citizens money. And, you know, that I'm, I'm, a, I'm a lot about that, you know. Now that, that just leads me to this question. We were talking a little bit before that there are a lot of requests that come your way on the city council. There are people want you to fix things for them. And it's kind of like, what is your decision process that you go through when you get a request, either from the mayor, the city, or from citizens? What kind of process do you go through to kind of like say, I'm going to support this or I'm not going to support this? Well, we could start with the, the event center. I mean, that was to me, that was the biggest decision – that I've ever had to make, and uh, because it included a, a sales and beverage tax, that you know, I'm not really, for, I wasn't really for that at all, you know. So, you know, I probably spent, I don't know, 50, 60 hours. I talked to experts. I analyzed uh, the sales tax in Evansville, Fort Wayne, Westfield, Carmel, Noblesville, and I kind of calculated it out you know, into the future using historical data. And, um, and and then I thought, you know, a consumption tax is not necessarily a bad bad tax because, you know, you can make a choice to buy that or not. Um, and um, so I thought about that, and, um, and then I did my constituent surveys. <laughs> so I spent, you know, half a day up here at the farmer's market, and I laid out how it was going to be financed. You, this is the tax. Now you're David Giffel. How are you going to vote, yes or no? And I didn't have a single person 
that voted no on that at the farmers market and uh and I did a, a, a constituent survey text, and it came back, you know, well in the majority. Um, people wanted the event center. It's another entertainment option uh, for fishers, and it's going to attract spillover businesses, and it's going to be good for fishers. Let me uh, talk about taxation in another way, because I know I've talked to you about this before you were on the council, and you have been in the past a critic of something called tax increment financing. It's also known as TIF. Now, I don't, I've tried to figure out a way, because it's going to be a very complex system, how to give a shorthand answer to people who what is a TIF. Essentially, a TIF is when Government says, all right, uh, the property taxes that would normally go to government will go to paying off the bonds for that development. The city decides uh, – has a lot, a lot to say about how that development will be done. That's kind of the, uh, the way the city gets control. But again, the private ent- entity gets a break because you know the, the, the money that is normally going to go to government is going to go to pay off the bonds for that project. That's how TIF is sent. It's much more complex than that, but that's the shorthand version, and you can talk more yeah. about that if you want but uh, and and the uh, by the way the uh, t- property tax referendum rate is outside that that is that is that does go to schools mm-hmm. but here's my question to you on, on TIF uh, you've been on the council now for almost 2 years as you've looked at the TIF projects that you have considered as you've you've been on the council have you changed your view on how cities should use TIF as an economic development tool um, well, I didn't understand TIF several years ago. In fact, that's how I even got started in politics in the first place. Uh, in 14, when they were building the uh, new downtown, I said, how are you going to do that without raising my taxes? Well, there's, a, there's, there's the TIF strategy for you. Um, but it, it's a very difficult thing to understand. And over the, the, the last several years, I've gone to every um, – presentation I could go go on I, I go to I've I've actually built models that I could probably tell an individual if you assume that would become that would has that's on its own without an incentive then you can say you're paying for that but if you don't assume tiffs don't cost anybody here in Fishers other other than you know we do have protection services but the but the issue is we're already take the state has all kinds of rules. It gets complex, Larry. I mean, you know, it's hard for me to even sit here and talk to you about it. I'd have to bring out my hour-long presentation and give it to you. Uh, but the state has all kinds of rules, and we're taking the maximum that we can take in dollars as it is. So, you, you know, even if it were coming there organically, you know, what that would mean – is that your tax rate would be a little bit lower. But we have people in the tax caps, a tax rate's meaningless. So it gets very, very complex, and it's hard for me to explain to people. Um, and, that, and I was one of those people at one time that I didn't understand. And nobody could really clearly explain that to me. You know, but I do have a funny story about Mayor Fadness, you know, because one of our first meetings, you know, we we talked about TIF and uh, he goes, David, you can go over there to Carmel and Noblesville, Westfield. You convince them to not TIF and I won't TIF either, <laughs> but tell them to go first. Yeah. So uh, I assume they said no. Uh, so, yeah. Well, I didn't even try because at that point, 
uh, I know, but um, I've had some great conversations with Fadness, uh, you know, these last couple of years. Um, and even back in 14, 15, I, I knew he was the best mayor in Hamilton County, and I still think that today. Now just to j- jump back, both of us have lived in this area a long time, well, all three of us have. Uh, and one of the things that strikes me is we still have so many unincorporated areas of Fishers. And while it's transparent to most people where it's not transparent is the lack of connected sidewalks between things. I live on Promise Road. And on, in Sedona Woods and people that live in Anderson Hall and kids that are walking down the Fishers High School, there's places that there's not sidewalks. And I'm assuming it's not there because it's an unincorporated piece of property. Um, you see that on 126th Street, you know, from Allisonville up. There's not sidewalks up there until you probably get to the back end of Sunblessed on that. Uh, that always affects – you know, to me, the ability to walk, to ride, I, I don't want kids walking on the roads mm. and those mm-hmm. type of things. Um, why is that unincorporated area such a particular challenge to do something as simple as put a sidewalk in? Well, you know, we could do it if we wanted to. Yeah, what I've noticed about government, if you really want to do something, you can do it, you know. It just takes some cooperation between the county and fishers to do something like that um and uh i I, you know we are i mean that's one of my goals is i'd like to see all these connections made this morning i my car didn't crank up i had to jump on my bicycle to even get here to larry (laughs) you know um i'm impressed thank you so i was you know i got to drive down 106 trails all the way nickel plate and rode on under didn't even have to go under 116th street without getting run over by speeders and uh you know um something i should probably mention is that you know di- something that delaware township's never done and they're they're look they're looking to help fishers a little bit right now we're going to br- build a bridge over carmel clay is going to build a bridge over the white river and and the township is stepping up to participate in that as well as a trail along 131st Street. Mm-hmm. So Debbie and I, we talked about this. You know, clay is full – clay taxes and does things like that. They're one of the few townships that do that, and we never have. Um, so this is their first venture down this this road, um, and I, I, I think it's just a matter of funding – Mainly, I mean that to me. If the funds are there, we can make that stuff right. happen. But uh, you, you know, you have to kind of be careful because the more you spend, the higher the tax rate, and um, and you know, people don't like higher taxes. Let me go back to economic development. If we talked about TIP, and we'll talk about it in a little different way, because you have had a number of economic development uh, projects come before the council. And I've seen a lot of national news stories lately that have indicated that corporations are becoming much more demanding about the incentives they want to locate in an area or a city. Um, you know, you've seen the incentive packages that Fishers has offered, uh, some particularly the life science area and some other developments that have come since you have been on the council. How do you think Fishers should deal with the, with a trend like that? 
Well, you know, TIF is used nationwide. It's not just here. And basically, I look at this, if you have an ideology that, you know, no business should be taxed at all, and only individuals should be taxed. Because if you look at economics, I mean, they're going to tax for their product, right? And then they're just going to pass that that cost on to the consumer. But but if you look at this, so these these companies come in, and basically, they're, we we sell a bond, and they get the money, and then they pay it back. It, it's you know over time. So it's basically just no taxation, and um, and and tiffs are a way to get around some of the state limitations, and that's why it's come in. I mean, did you know now we can take TIF money and pay for our police and fire protection? So it's a way to get around, you know, if the state, they might as well just get rid of the limitations t- today. I mean, it, that would make sense to me, but, uh, the, you know, TIF's a way to, to do certain things and give us control. I mean, it, when, when if, if uh, a business came in that um, made some that gave some sort of nasty smell to the city, we're, we have control over that, and they want incentive. We're not going to do that. But Andretti, on the other hand, it's going to be a cool little restaurant over there. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a museum. It's high-paying jobs, and I don't mind doing that for businesses at all because I, I have a friend of mine who. Um, actually found a job at one of these in these TIF deals and it improved their life they got better insurance you know and their their quality of life improved so you know you you approve these things they come in here with high paying jobs somebody that lives here can actually maybe improve their life in some way or another you know when you get reelected you know I think when most people get reelected, they look at it, their term and they go, okay, I want – there are things I want to get done. Uh, do you have like a mental list of, okay, in my next term, I want to get three things done? What would those three things be? Well, one thing is in my district, I don't want any potholes. <laughs> <laughs> And not in a neighborhood or in – so, you know, I, I don't – you know, it, it, we, we laugh at that. But it's – you know, if you cross over Fishers going to Home Depot off of Hague Road, you're going to figure out that your wife could hit a pothole and you're going to be over there, you know, changing a tire like I was not too long ago. Um, you know, that that's one thing for me. I'm very neighborhood strong. I want our neighborhood – Entrances looking great. I want them high quality. The mayor has stepped up with a great idea to provide a larger um, grant for that. You know, some things that I'd like after listening to some of the constituents talk about road congestion and stuff, I'd like us to start planning the I-69 116th improvement because you have to cross over and, and it backs up traffic right there. We have the event center, a lot of condos going in. We have to we want to get those people on the interstate as quick as possible. I mean, that that would would be something I'd like to start. Now, that would never come to fruition in four years. Right. I mean, you look at you look at the roundabout on Hoosier Road and 106th Street. That was a five year deal, and I'd like to start looking at uh, maybe Hague Road and 106 Roundabout. I think that's in the four the 2040 plan. Things like that. I mean, those would be my top 
top priorities. And you know, I want to keep I want to keep the tax rate flat or going down. And um, you know, I want to I want to make it you know somewhat reasonable to live here in the high values that we have. Um, I'm very conscious about that. And, you know, you, you talk about trash service. Maybe I can't do it with a tax rate, but maybe I can save somebody a few hundred dollars in the trash service. And that's kind of the way I look at it. And they they may not – they may want it private, but, uh, you know, I, those those trash companies, I'm, you know, there's not enough competition to make – make capitalism truly work in that in that area. Yeah, we're down to two companies, I think, that are operating two. in two. Fishers. You know, we, you've talked a little about the development, but think about this, uh, how ambitious the city's been. We have a new city hall arts center under construction just a, a block away from this library where we are recording this. We've got the event center under construction. You mentioned that. The community center is going to break ground very soon and begin construction. But, you know, because maybe because of what we're doing all this time, you mentioned the sewer utility. That was a very big project uh, on top of all that. And that probably had something to do with the city's credit rating uh, being reduced. The city's credit rating on the property tax back debt to call the general obligation bonds have been AAA, I think, since 2016. Now it's been downgraded to AA, excuse me, AA plus. Uh, that's been a recent development just in the last few weeks. So what's your reaction when you hear this? Well, you know, I, I bought bonds in the past. I, I kind of like the lower-rated bonds that are low-risk, like AA and a, AA+, because you get paid a little bit more on it, you know. Yeah, I mean, um, we, you know, we've always bragged about the triple triple A uh, bond rating. Um, so uh, my my neighbor happens to be a bond trader, so I called him. I said, "So is this is this good, bad, or you know, what's your thoughts on it?" He goes, "Oh, it's no big deal." He goes, "You pay a little bit more higher interest rates," and then he said four basis points. I said, "How much is that?" He goes, "It's not yeah, very much. It's you know? very small amount." Yeah. And you know when and and I there's a strong towns article that I'm I gotta pull back up that uh, cities brag about their bond rating being so high, but it's it's really about your ability to pay, uh, and uh, you know even at AA it's very little risk um, to to pay those back. And we're a growing community. A lot of people don't realize out east, you know we got a lot of half a million dollar homes that are falling into our property tax rolls mm-hmm. because you get a year lag. We had a big housing boom out that way. So that'll bring in more money, um, you know, more contributions, and it'll keep the tax rate low. Uh, the council has been very supportive of the a referendum for the HSC schools. Uh, and we talked a little bit about it before can you give us your thoughts on the uh, HSC referendum? Well, I'm going to take a different view on that. You know, first of all, I did look at their numbers, and you know, the HSD has done a good job keeping up with um, inflation over the years, and uh, you know, I didn't see anything unusual there. But you know, I look at it as this way, a couple ways. From a city standpoint, I don't want, I want the referendum to pass because if the referendum fails, these TIF properties are not going to be contributing to to HSC. And, and believe me, I don't want to be answering TIF questions all day long. <laughs> you know? uh, 
And then uh, secondly, you know, I, I was if, – if you start looking at the math, um, you know, I had two kids go through HSC and just say 10, 10 grand – Two times ten grand times twelve—that's two hundred forty thousand dollars. Well, you have to be a millionaire to pay that back, and I believe in personal responsibility, so I don't mind paying an extra. I mean, my house is assessed around four hundred thousand. I don't mind paying an extra, you know, three, four hundred, five hundred dollars because I haven't even paid my fair share back to the HSC yet, you know. And but I'll take this opportunity. People that don't have kids. The businesses in this community, and I, you know, I want to thank them because they paid for my kids going through school. And and you know, I, and we rarely thank people who pay taxes and get get very little benefit because half of all of our state and local taxes go to schools. But we don't want dumb kids running around. <laughs> well, you know, David, my 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 kids uh, went K through twelve to HSE schools. They've been out. They they've college graduates are almost thirty years old now. So I'm paying in now. I mean, I maybe I've never paid it back looking at your formula, but I I am uh, paying for everybody else's students, and I have no problem with that. And I do support the referendum. So with that in mind. Um, one or two minutes. Why should the people in your district uh, elect you for the first time as in a general election to a full four-year term on the council? Well, first of all, you can you know I have fun doing it. So if you if you vote me in, I can continue to have fun doing this. <laughs> but you know, realistically, you know. Um, I listen to people, and it doesn't matter who you are. I answer every email. I've forgotten. I mean, I've let a couple get lost. I think about things in depth. I answer every text, every phone call. You know, I meet with people. You know, I'm not afraid to go to their house and meet with them on certain issues. And I I think that I look at this stuff. I I think I can be good at perspective persuading the mayor into doing things for my district because I do have a good relationship with him. And I think it that's, for me, that's very important to have a great relationship with the mayor because there is, you know, we're not really the boss over the engineering department and the police and the fire department. I mean, we, we have some say, but uh, you got to be able to convince him. So I gather a lot of data. I do constituent surveys and get everybody's opinion. It doesn't always mean I'm going to go along with that constituent survey. Uh, And, uh, you know, I've got a – I've been very successful in my career. I've made good business decisions over the year. Um, I I show up for all my meetings. Um, You know, I'm committed to this. And – but mainly, you know, that's me, and I have fun doing it. And uh, hopefully people will, will get to know me and, and vote from the person that I am rather than, you know, a lot of the divisiveness that's been going on. David Giffel is just – you've heard him here. He's the incumbent city councilor in the Southwest District on the Fisher City Council. Mike Fossil, thank you for joining us. And uh, David, thank you very much no, for accepting our invitation to, to be here. Thanks for having me. It's been great. But,